Hello, and welcome to Partners for Better Communities. This is a podcast of the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development. My name's Douglas Jackson, uh, but you're not going to hear very much out of me today. I just want to remind you that we're celebrating public service in this current series. And today, my colleague, Melissa Mason at the department, is going to interview Judy Rowe. Judy is the chair of the Matthews County Broadband Advisory Board. Public service comes in all forms, uh, elected officials, staff members, volunteers, appointed members of commissions and councils, nonprofit board members. There are an infinite number of ways to serve your community, and we're just starting to explore them. And I don't think it needs much of an introduction. Uh, I think, Melissa, you're going to take care of it. So let me turn it over to you. Thank you, Doug. So greetings, everyone. My name is Melissa Mason, and I am excited this morning to have joining me Miss Judy Rowe. And before I bring her on, I want to give you a little bit of background. So I am, along with Miss Judy Rowe, a proud resident of Matthews County, Virginia. Now, like most people do, where's Matthews County? Matthews County is a beautiful spot that God graced Virginia with. It is on the Middle Peninsula. It sits directly on, and some might say, in the Chesapeake Bay. When you go across the bay, where do you get to? But you get to the um, eastern shore. Matthews, Virginia is a small rural um, area. It is a population of about 8,900, 8, give or take. Um, it is a quiet uh, place that some might say has a Mayberry feel. It has a nice, um, uh, what we call when you live in Matthews, you call the courthouse but a nice downtown area with small shops where you can go and discover and buy. It is a place that um, the major um, um, economy at one time was agriculture and water. We have a lot of people who were watermen and still are watermen. It is a place that still does not have a stoplight. The only stoplight that you come across is on the bridge going to Gwen's Island. And our bridge that um, is a drawbridge, and it's supposed to be the oldest drawbridge in Virginia, Ms. Rowe? I don't, I'm not sure. But that is what they say. But Matthews County is where I grew up. It has one elementary, one middle, and one high school. Um, everyone is very close-knit, and we enjoy being in our place called Matthews County. Now, the star of today is Miss Judy Rowe. Um, I've known her for several years now, and when we met it's all centered around what we're talking about today. She is a teacher in Matthews County. She was a teacher in Matthews County. She's retired now. And she is an advocate, an advocate for children, for education, and broadband. 
She is the go-to person. She's been a tutor in math, and she is just loved and well-respected by everyone in our county. So, Miss Judy Rowe, welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much, Melissa. I really appreciate being asked to talk about broadband today. That's a passionate subject for me. Yes, yes, it has been. So, um, let's let's just as a little bit of background, let's let's talk about our first conversation that we had. I came to a school board meeting and you were at that point in time serving on this as a member of the school board and I asked the school board what could be done to bring better broadband services to the county to help our students where we knew that at least 35% of them did not have access to broadband. Um, and we didn't get very far. And after the meeting, you came up to me and said, you know what, I work for an agency in Richmond that might be able to help you. Little did we know where we would yes. be today. Yes, yes. That was That is always, every time I see you, I think about that conversation. And um, to the point of what we're talking about today, that connection right there is lesson number one for people who are not just only dealing with broadband, but with any um, topic that impacts your community. Make a connection. And that was, that, that was lesson number one for us, was that we made a connection and we shared information. And so when you get information, you share it. And so, Ms. Judy Rowe, give some background as to how, what happened in the process with you with broadband. Well, as a teacher for many years, I was always looking for new ways to help students learn. And um, back before, this really dates me, but there was it was the text internet. We didn't have images at that point. And I was working with uh, the University of Virginia through what was called the Academical uh, uh, Village. And there were graduate students who were mentoring my students in my classroom with math problems every week. It was an awesome experience, and I thought, oh, my goodness, the possibilities of the Internet and what it could potentially be. That was really sort of the beginning of a spark for me. Um, years later, when we found, when I learned that so many of our students did not have access and I saw so many things beginning to happen with my grandchildren who were in school and realizing that my grandchildren had the advantage of having access to high-speed Internet or high-speed at the time, um, but realizing at the same time that if multiple children were on that same access and their parents were using it for work, that quite frankly, um, even then they were having trouble. Now, that was in about 2009. Um, I went to the school board then and began to plead for efforts to be made to bring broadband to the county. And all we heard were, uh, you know, the politicians are going to bring it, but that didn't happen. Um, over the over time, I began to go to the Board of Supervisors and say the whole county needs it, not just our school children. Um, I was promised that PamunkeyNet would be available in three years. And so I walked away at that point and stopped. I said, OK, I'll leave them alone. It's going to happen. Uh, two and a half years later, I learned that nothing had happened with PamunkeyNet. And I came back to the Board of Supervisors. And I think I raised so much cane that they finally said, we're going to form our board and we're going to put you in charge of it. <laughs> um, and I said, I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. Um, this is it. Do or die. Um, I want to make sure this happens for the entire county. 
And at the same time, when the Board of Supervisors did this, they, they did a very innovative job of creating an, what many people are telling me is a very unusual way to create a board. We have nine voting members and we have 24 stakeholders uh, in eight categories. Um, but that was their purpose. It was that we engage with subject matter experts, consultants, um, so many people with different talents and, and abilities. And that's been a wealth of uh, uh, resource for the board that we have and for accomplishing what we have done. So the mandate was for to obtain reliable, high-speed, affordable access to universal broadband for all of Matthews County residents by December 31st of 2025. Um, many people laughed at that, said that there was no way you could accomplish it by 2025. Uh, there was no way you could get it to all of Matthews County residents because so many people were so so rural and that you couldn't reach them. We had in, internet service providers stand in front of the Board of Supervisors and say, at best, we might get 80 to 85% of the county. Um, and so, <laughs> We weren't given a lot of promise in the beginning as to be able to accomplish it. Miss Rowe, let me ask to put a pin there really quick because I want people to understand when we get to the end, the con full context. What was the date that you fully, that you got started with this? Now, there was a pre, this is pre, um, you connecting with getting a grant. So when the board formed broadband, what was the date, um, the year? June 21st, 2019. Okay. And we were connected very quickly with the state and with DHCD through you and your help. And Dr. Tamara Holmes, she came in and, and talked to us, came down to Matthews and talked to us. Uh, we also connected with uh, people at CIT who came in and helped advise us to get started. And so all of these people were very instrumental in, in getting us off the ground because we, we had a bumpy road to start with. Okay. And so then after um, the meeting with Dr. Holmes, when she came in and she gave the resources and with the forming of the board, then what was your next steps? We began to look at the VATI grants to make sure that we could, um, what we could possibly do. And the very first one we looked at was only going to serve 19 homes. And we were, we were kind of disappointed in that. And, but that was because of what the internet provider was telling us. That was all they had, as they called it, shovel ready. Um, we, that application did go through, but it, it was not approved. Um, but we realized then we needed to, to do much more than that. Uh, we began to work with some other counties and talk with other counties about what possibly, because uh, Dr. Dr. Holmes had told us that, you know, merging with other counties would be helpful to our grant applications. And so we, we talked with Gloucester County, Middlesex County, both neighboring counties of Matthews. And then we also uh, wound up working with Caroline County and Lancaster County um, in two different VATI grants, uh, which we um, in the process of hiring some people to help us write the grant, um, we were able to really work together with our internet service providers and create a massive grant for one on one side with what at the time was the company Atlantic Broadband. They are now known as Breezeline. Um, but at the time, uh, we worked with them and we were able to, uh, in, in many of the uh, webinars and sessions to learn about the VATI grant that year, we were told to think big. 
he kept telling us, think big. And I kept telling my board the same thing and telling the other counties the same thing. And they were like, Judy, we're going too high. We're going too big. Um, we applied for $4.2 million and we got it. Yes. Um, yes. Plus, we also got a small, much smaller grant with Gloucester to do some other um, fixed wireless work um, on the county, the side of the county that borders with Gloucester. Um, so thinking big was was a mandate for us, and, and it continues to be that way. That, that's a motto that we still use. Share with us the outcome that you're working with now as you share with the board with the hard work of the team that you built, um, how much, you know, at one time the board said that it would be 85% that you would be able to reach. What ended up happening that you was able to reach in Matthews County? Uh, we, in the, in the process, we, we backed up and wrote a strategic, strategic plan with the help of consultants that we hired because our county is so small that we don't have the staff in our county to, to manage this kind of thing. All the counties that we're working with have county staff who are doing these projects. In, our, in Matthews County, we are all volunteer. And um, I'm the full-time volunteer, the 24-7 volunteer. At any rate, um, what we found was that um, in order to do this, we really had to put the pieces together carefully that would work for everybody. And we wanted 100% coverage. That became our goal. I kept saying that. I kept being shot down about it all the time because no, everybody said that's not possible. I said, I'm not going to accept anything less. This is not an issue of leaving people out. As we worked with Atlantic Broadband, we this was a conversation we had over and over with them, saying to them, if you're going down a road, you have to cover everybody that lives off of that road. I don't care how far off the road they are. And this became a real issue, but it we, we got there. And our plan is to cover 100% of our county. And it was way back before it became more of a mandate statewide and federally than it is now. Um, but the pandemic hit. And in the midst of the pandemic, we knew that we had so many people who did not have access, who desperately needed it. Our school children, going back to them again. Um, our broadband advisory board used CARES Act money to put up eight smart poles around the county to give people an access. It, it was a Band-Aid, uh, but it's it is still helping a lot of people. We did my to go from the library, which is still continuing to be a massive program that's working. Everything is checked out all the time, 100%. So people still waiting to get broadband. So then the, the two VATI grants come into play. We've been, we've, we're 16 months out since the award of the two grants. And we are on the verge of lighting up all of this. It's going to be huge when it happens. We've, we've hit a few snags. But we will, um, between the two grants, we will cover a, almost 700 households in Matthews County, which is huge for us. Um, and that should happen in the next few months. We are so close. Um, we're missing things like pedestals, some E32s. We're missing <laughs> a, a piece of electrical equipment on a tower. 
you know, we're, we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs and waiting for equipment at the moment, but it's about to happen. And at that point in time, we will have um, a good part of the county covered. We will still have some work to do uh, because we are going to build two towers then after that. So, um, but the two VATI grants will, will take us again, over 700 people. And when we did the, the uh, surveys and the analysis of how many people needed it was it was about 1,250 that needed service. So the 700 is going to be more than half of of what we started out needing, and we've been able to cover some of the others in the meantime with it, with other special cases. But that's where we are today. This is wonderful. This is a great success story, and the piece that has made it a success story not only your tenacity, Miss Rowe, but it took. The county coming together of all facets. Now, the success story is that it will not only impact education, but it's also going to help in areas of telehealth. And it's on the premise that basically what Ms. Judy Rowe has fought for and seen coming to fruition is no one should be left behind in this, in receiving broadband. So before we um, close out, I would like to touch on something that when I ran for the Board of Supervisors, Ms. Rowe, if you remember, uh, one of the tenets was collaboration. That was, that was, my, that was my key word, collaboration. Um, I would like for you to touch on how uh, not only is the resource important in terms of funding, and people to help you, but can you share how collaboration was key in this process? Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, working with other counties has been a, a key factor, and again, as, as we were meeting and writing grants and so, things like that, um, I have a motto, tell me what you can do. I don't have time to listen to what you can't do. Mm-hmm. That's a major time-saving device, and we found that when we focused on what we can do, we could get a lot done. And that was a huge piece of a lot of what we did. Um, we also were able to to talk with, with different counties and work with them individually as well as in a group. And I think trying to reach out to other counties is, is a huge thing. And, and counties, I find, are a little reluctant to do that. Um, I'm not a county staff employee, so it didn't bother me. I was, I was just going to go after it. And that was one advantage that we had was we didn't have any any hang-ups about anything in county government. Um, so we were able to do that. We were also able to um, work with other other providers. For instance, what um, what I call the soft projects in our in our goal. Uh, you mentioned telemedicine, the digital literacy piece. These were all parts of of our grant application. Um, the affordability, making it possible, and we have worked with. Uh, the companies to try to get them to agree um, with the FCC. We've reached out to politicians and met with them. We've called, we've called up the chain of command and these internet service provider companies and talked with people there to let them know the story in in Matthews County and in the Middle Peninsula of where we are with rural issues. And we brought them in to visit so that they learn more about us and, and care about what happens here. But yes, collaboration is key and having um, 
we have used a consultant that has worked across several counties as well. That has been helpful as a go-between when there were issues that needed to be worked out. Um, but we've worked with um, RCC, our local community college, with workforce development plans to train installers because the companies that are getting ready to do all this need installers to go into people's houses and literally install the equipment, and they, they're, they're not available right now. So we have, RCC has created a program that we're working with that starts September the 10th to train installers. Um, we've brought in telehealth people. Um, Riverside is working with us. Um, MCV has worked with the um, with our local fire department and rescue service to provide uh, more telehealth access for people in Matthews County because now we will have the bandwidth to support what the hospitals and, and paramedics the equipment that they actually could be using in Matthews County. So it's so important, and I, and I like to use the word network, to, to network across all types of departments and systems to try to bring it. This is a huge project that involves much more than just the what I call the hard infrastructure. Um, it's much more than, than conduit and fiber and uh, wireless um, devices on a tower. It's so much more than that. Uh, Chuck Kirby from CIT and was with DHCD too, um, told us when he came to visit us that uh, he left us with this thought, once you get it, what are you going to do with it? So again, um, collaborating, uh, going back to your question, collaborating across counties, across companies, and across different um, aspects of how broadband will affect all the lives of the people in Matthews County has been crucial to everything we're doing. People are sometimes amazed at what what benefits it will bring to all of us in so many ways that they hadn't thought of. Most people say, oh, it's just gaming or um, social media. It's so much more than that. Yes, um, it's gonna impact tourism. It's gonna impact our residents who, um, commute but would have the opportunity to telework but because of limitations of broadband cannot but this is going to build that up as well and also with the attraction of people who move who would like to move to Matthews County but want to work from home but one more thing I want you to touch on when we talk about collaboration you've talked about across the county but just quickly, one more aspect that I have seen is the internal within the county collaboration. Because um, share again who your advisory board um, consists of and the fact that they are, they're not being paid. They're doing this out of their time. So touch on who um, the collaborators are on your, on your team. All right. The, um, what the county did in setting up our board, they listed eight categories for stakeholders. It's business, education, technology, medical, emergency services, economic development, tourism, young professionals, and county staff. I was a teacher for many years, and I taught probably 3,000 students. When I looked at this list, I knew a lot of my old students who, had, who were in these areas, and I reached out to them, and many of them came and joined us. Um, somebody at the state asked me one time, how in the world do you have the people on this board that you've got listed there? I have the president of the fire department, the chief of the fire department, the president of the rescue squad, the head of emergency services, and the sheriff. 
Excellent. 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 They're all on the board. Um, I can't say enough about how wonderful the people are who jump in. In the education, I have the superintendent of schools. No other county, they all look at me like, how can you have the superintendent of schools? Well, she knows how crucial this is. Um, I have people in technology. I have a gentleman who is a mentor for entrepreneurs in technology around the world. He happens to live in Matthews County. And he heard me one night begging for internet, and he called me and said, let me know if I can help you. Um, we have the head of a tourist center. Uh, she's on our board. We have the chairman of the Economic Development Authority. He's on our board. Um, we are working with um, many people in, in education in the school system and, we, and our technology people. We've been using the head of technology for the library, the schools, and the county. And they have been an awesome team. At first, they didn't know each other. And then all of a sudden, I saw their emails copying me going back and forth between the three of them. We had an amazing team to get started with there. So it's been, again, as you say, collaboration across the county and, and bringing people in. The deal is they don't have to come to every meeting. They just have to come when we call. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring this to a close, we're outside of our time limit. But I do want to share this thought that has been very important to me as um, an employee with um, DHCD and as um, a civil servant with, um, um, an as an elected official rather, in Matthews County and as a resident of Matthews County. Um, it is important We've already talked about collaboration is key when you have something that you need to get done for your county and serving your county. Collaboration is key. Um, you need to cross professions, um, cross genders, cross age, cross race. Um, what is important is the mission and the objective on what you need to get done and when you use those resources. Also, uh, researching and making a connection to get those resources. And that is what Matthews County, along with what many counties, um, all the counties of Virginia does, is they connect with the Department of Housing and Community Development. Um, if we don't have the answer, which most time I can say that we do, but we will make the connection and make it work um, to better serve all of the communities in Virginia. And the other piece is the example that Miss Judy Rowe has set. When your community needs something, don't give up. Have the tenacity. And sometimes, like she did for many years, she stood alone, but she's no longer alone. And so, Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a distinct pleasure. Again, thank you, Miss Judy Rowe. I'm giving her my drum roll as I always do. And thank you, Doug, for having us. It has been a pleasure. And so we turn it back over to you. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead. Yes. Uh, 
I will eavesdrop on your conversations anytime. Uh, thanks so much for uh, spending time with us today here at Partners for Better Communities, a podcast of the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development.